On this episode of Crossing the Streams, I would love to welcome our friend Disco Duck 99 Hello, Disco. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me more and more. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> You're very welcome. I, I really appreciate you coming on to the stream. Uh, you know, I, I've known you for a while. I've actually known you for uh, uh, what I would consider a reasonable amount uh, within the context of being a member of the of the brick building community. But for those that don't know who Disco Duck is, uh, would you mind describing what your channel and community are all about? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, those that don't know me, uh, I'm another one of the many Lego brick builders in uh, in the community. I would say Lego building is probably only half of my content these days, maybe a little more than half. Obviously, Lego is a big part of it um, as well. On Friday nights, I do a lot of trivia. So I've kind of taken up a, a trivia mantle being a quiz master. I don't know if that's the right word. I'm terrible at it, but every everyone else seems to enjoy it. So we'll call it a quiz master. Uh, so Fridays have been doing some trivia in the evenings. It's been a lot of fun, you know, just slowly expanding uh very chill laid-back environment um small community i would say small tight-knit community you know not growing too big but uh to the point where i can still recognize everyone's name and enough personal information behind them to know who they are as a, as a person and so that's kind of the community that i'm growing i want to make sure that i can keep that up uh, as i do grow that i remember a little bit about everyone and it's not just you're just not another name on my chat i actually you know, recognize you either I've been in your channel if you're a streamer or in other channels. And, I'm, you know, we've had conversations and that's kind of what I'm all about. I, I love the fact that you do brick building. You also do some trivia. You've branched out, done the bricks and brews sort of thing. I'm, I'm very curious about your Lego history. So what what brought you into Lego uh, as an AFOL and uh, what how, how long have you been into Lego and what, what got you into it or back into it? It would definitely be a back into it type of thing. And, you know, I was when I was a kid, we had Lego. Um, I don't really remember much of it. I know I had a collection at some point and my parents either asked me or told me and sold it off at a garage sale. And that was that. I mean, I didn't think anything of that until whatever, uh, you know, sometime a year and a half, two years ago during you know the pandemic. And I was like kind of bored and I'm like, I should build some Lego and I should do it on stream. And so that's kind of what kickstarted it. It wasn't that I was into Lego before I started streaming. It was more to do something on Twitch again. Um, and I can go back into my history. You know, this isn't my first my first kick at the can at Twitch. Uh, this is definitely the one that's stuck and I'm going to stick with it. That's kind of what got me into Lego. And I was like, I'm going to go build Lego on Twitch and chat with people. And if no one shows up, I'm still going to build Lego because I like building Lego. And, you know, the the passion just really kicked up a notch once I actually interacted with other people building Lego. And I'm all over the place. I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't build space. I don't build Harry Potter. I don't build one thing. I kind of build whatever, whatever I feel like, uh, really, you know, stuff that I want to display, stuff that has some meaning to me you know i've got some harry potter sets but i don't have all the harry potter sets i've got some space but not all the space etc cetera, etc cetera. so mm -hmm. i kind of just i'm doing lego for pure enjoyment really um mm -hmm. and just having fun with it so learning as i go i like the uh 
I like how you took the idea of of Lego and one day you're like, I want I want to just build Lego and it'd be really cool to do that on Twitch. So you 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 mentioned that this isn't your first run at Twitch. Can you can you tell me a little bit about what got you into Twitch initially? Content creation for me actually started long before the days of the internet. And that's actually not a lie. There was BBSs, and that's kind of where my content creation started with Bulletin Broad Bulletin Board Systems. I think that's what it stood for. Good old dial-in modems and stuff. And yeah, that's kind of where content creation started for me. I actually started a BBS when I was in high school, ran it myself, told my parents I needed a second phone number just so people could call in uh, to the BBS. And I would interact on message boards there, made the ANSI art and stuff. And that's kind of where content creation actually started for me was was way back then. And then after high school, I kind of took a big, long break, whatever, dark ages for content creation, Lego, all of those things, you know, did the family life stuff, all of that. Um, and then it wasn't until 20, 2015 that I kind of hit Twitch. That was kind of my first indication with Twitch. And it actually started with poker content. Um, I play, still do play uh, poker uh, recreationally um, with some well, I haven't done it in a few years, but with friends and stuff, but started watching poker content on Twitch. And uh, it was actually a poker streamer, uh, Jason Somerville, um, that kind of got me really into things. He was a real inspiration, actually, for both poker, but also for, for Twitch. I mean, he was a big advocate of other people picking up uh, Twitch and streaming poker on there. And he spent a fair amount of time kind of teaching his poker community how to stream, you know, a little bit about it. Um, he was a great storyteller. Um, and again, his engagement level didn't come from the activity. It didn't come from his poker. I mean, poker was there. It was happening on screen, but more people were just engaged in the stories and the dialogue and the conversation. Um, so that's kind of actually one of the reasons that I thought Lego would be a good fit I'm jumping ahead now a lot, but that's one of the reasons that Lego kind of suited. I was like, yeah, I could do Lego. It's kind of just a sub activity, but you know, it's more about the dialogue and that conversation that's happening. So I took lessons from way back then uh, and moved them to now. But um, I started with poker, streamed a little poker and was like, no, can't do this. This isn't for me back then. At that time, you know, I lasted probably a month streaming twice a week for a couple hours um and it was you know me me talking into the void and that's not what i was looking for uh, especially then i was like no it's just it's great if there was people there and you could chat back and forth that would be one thing but i wasn't in the mindset to uh to build a community it was one of those things like i pressed live where is everyone <laughs> why aren't they here <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready to talk. Engage with me. And obviously, we all know that's not how uh, how Twitch works. Um, but that's kind of where it started. And uh, for me, anyways. And, you know, I dabbled here and there throughout the years, played some Diablo 3 with some friends and stuff on stream. And again, when I was engaged with those friends, it was fine. But obviously, that wasn't really streaming. That was just us recording our game to no one, <laughs> which is fine too but that's not not what uh i was looking for really at the time so yeah for me really it was about a year and a half ago that things kind of 
really kicked in. And that's where I was like, COVID was obviously full fledged. We were all in lockdown. Things were, you know, you couldn't go anywhere and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go try um, streaming again. And I think if I build Lego, I really enjoy Lego. So even if no one shows up, like when I did it with poker, uh, I could still build Lego and talk about it and have a good time. At least if no one's there, I'll just keep building and we'll, we'll just go with it. I mean, I can talk to no one in my house or I can talk to no one on stream. It was like, eh, it's not like I'm missing a good Saturday night or anything during COVID. So uh, that's kind of what brought me back into it. Um, managed to find a amazing community. Uh, I think it was Zach M. Rutledge that actually first kind of helped in. Hop, he hopped into stream one night and, you know, he was a big push to help get me to affiliate. Um, probably a lot quicker than I was ready for, to be honest with everyone. Um, the Lego community has a... <laughs> good habit of that, you know, jumping on a new streamer and before you know it, they're at affiliate. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, Zach, Zach, uh, sorry, Zach, Goddess of D's, and I forget what she went by back then. Uh, Lego was kind of all really helped my channel right off the get go. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think I was quite ready for it either because along came family and stream balance and stuff. And so I ultimately kind of dropped off the face of the earth again for six months last summer, I think it was, you know, um, things started rolling, but then work and family life balance got busier. Um, COVID started easing up and those uh, priorities shifted and stuff. So it was, well, what do I do? Choose and uh, streaming kind of, missed out or lost that battle out. But, uh, you know, again, I had a very awesome small community still at that time. Um, and, you know, they they really encouraged me to get back into it uh, after the summer and after things settled down. So like Marshmallow Girl, Brother Jeff, Local Brick Shop, I'm throwing just names out here, but they mean a lot to me. Minion Gun, I mean, those guys kind of really encouraged me, dragged me back back out of the shadows. And, uh, you know, for the last eight months, that's kind of where my Twitch journey probably begins. Like I dabbled and stuff and even I got affiliate beforehand and I wasn't ready. But I think it was the last eight months that kind of I've said, no, I'm doing this thing. I'm really enjoying it. I've got my family work balance kind of figured out and stuff. And we're just having fun. So. There we go. That's my Twitch journey. It was short, right? You know, we just covered you know, 25 plus years. And no, you know, it was, uh, I mean, it was jam packed. I'm not going to lie. There was definitely, there, <laughs> there's definitely a lot going on. Uh, I think it's really cool that you've, you've had just this long history within the whole, um, you know, like, uh, you know, starting as early, you know, as, as years and years ago on, bulletin board systems, things like that, uh, over the years, still kind of being involved with the internet community at large, and then uh, trying your hand at poker. Uh, actually, I did not know that about the history of, of your Twitch career. It, you know, it wasn't your thing. I guess I guess I'm curious to, to find out what about that wasn't really your thing. At that time, I just wasn't, I wasn't dedicated to the the commitment and the level um, of work 
And it, it is work uh, that's required to build a community um, back then. Like, it really was. I was in a mindset of, I'm just going to hop on and play poker and, you know, people are just going to flock. You know, I, I, I'm following, I forget what Jason Somerville had back then. He was probably getting 1.2 thousand people uh, a stream. You know, that was his probably average view rate. And I'm like, looks so easy. I'll just do it and jump in. And, you know, as, as we all kind of know now, I mean, maybe if there's a new streamer listening, they don't realize that, but streaming's a lot of work. It's not uh, a jump in um, and people just show up. It was, it is a lot of work. And so back then, it just wasn't for me. I still play poker. I still love poker. I still would do poker. And I have done poker on stream with my community now, uh, I think once or twice. But um, so it wasn't the poker aspect. It was definitely just, I wasn't prepared for that commitment that it took for for streaming. Um, and so that was good for me to see. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it back then. One of the things I love about streaming is the setup. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I really do like tinkering with streams, the setup process, you know, figuring out camera placements, layouts, graphics, all of that stuff is, again, a lot of work, but I really find enjoyment out of that. Every once in a while, I joke and I'm like, if I could just set up streams for people, I would do that. And, 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 you know, do that kind of as my my side side thing and whatever and just skip the the streaming part but i don't think the community aspects obviously not there and i've really fallen in love with the community aspect of twitch and and engaging that way so i say that jokingly but that's just to emphasize how much i actually do enjoy the setup portion and the troubleshooting and that so you know you weren't you weren't ready for what it took to build a community. I think that is actually well said. I think that a lot of people, some not all the time, but I feel like people gloss over that aspect of the whole thing, right? Where they don't realize that, you know, if you if you really truly want to get a lot out of streaming and you want to be successful, a big component of that is building a community and and everything that comes with it, which is, I mean, there's a lot of aspects to that, that phrase, but uh, I think a, a lot of the time new streamers don't always think about that or it's very secondary. Uh, like you, you, you jokingly said earlier, Oh, you know, I got, I, I hit lot go live and I was waiting for people to just show up and it was, it was going to be great. Uh, and that's often, <laughs> that's often what, what new streamers think that's going to happen especially and i say yeah. this every time the good streamers make it look easy they make it look like they just hit the 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 start streaming button people show up and it's a party and it's all good maybe you get a bunch of bits or subs and people, your chat's constantly flowing and it's it's a wonderful time but when you're brand new you start from scratch it is not always the case right yeah and i mean well yeah, even back, like, they didn't even have bits back then. Bits, I don't think, were a thing that subs were, obviously. So, I mean, that's a whole other <laughs> level of thought process that goes into streaming. I try and take the the monetization portion out because that was never, and still is, not part of my goal. I mean, I love the monetization because it offsets things, but um, 
that's all it is for me. It's just offsetting costs. So taking that out, it's still very much a uh, just the social level of engagement that it requires. And yeah, the parties that happen with, they turn off their starting soon screen and they've got a hundred people, a thousand people already in there. And it's like, yeah, that looks easy. I mean, I he pressed go and started talking and there was a thousand people watching. I can do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> and even later on when I mentioned that, you know, Zach and those guys kind of got me to affiliate and they really did. Like there's probably without support of others, no way that I would have ever got to affiliate on my own. It does take a community, obviously you're building a community, but it takes support from others, I think, to get there without that. And when that came, I still wasn't ready. Like, you know, that came and that initial push dries up a little, uh, you know, obviously you're the, the new thing that people are pushing and that's great, but you know, that, that dries up, that well dries up, whatever you want to say. And that ultimately happened. And that's one of the reasons that I was able to kind of choose family and all those other commitments ahead of streaming because I was like, well, see, my numbers aren't even there. So it's easy to to walk away at that time and say, well, work's, work's more important. Uh, family's definitely more important. And, you know, there was no time for the three people that were watching me. And I love those three people, by the way, because they still watch me to this day. Um, but at that time, it was, you know, the that choice to walk away. And I think if uh, if you're a new streamer, you have to be prepared for that as well, that, you know, there's going to be that whatever, that big hump. You're going to get there. You're going to get to affiliate. Things are going to come down a little bit. Uh, they're not, it's not a skyrocket to the top. It's, you know, ebbs and flows any day, week, month. So uh, you just have to be prepared for it. And I definitely wasn't at that time, but I am now. I see ebbs and flows all the time, week to week. And, you know, it's just one of those things you keep with it. You have fun doing it. And I think that's the main thing is making sure that you're having you're having fun. If you're not, that's where it is work. And no one wants a second job or a third job or a fourth job or whatever. Like you want to be doing this for fun, I think. Definitely. I, I completely agree. I think that um your perspective is 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 very valuable here in that it you, you talk a bit about what and, and this is very notable for, for the brick building community, right? There's someone new that shows up, someone, someone from the community discovers them, which is inevitable because it's such a, I mean, even though it's growing wonderfully, uh, it, it's still small enough to notice when there's, there's newer people coming in. When, when enough of like enough of us take notice, we then rally, generally rally around that person. We say, Hey, let's get them affiliate or let's uh, help them out with whatever it is they're doing. Generally it's affiliate ship or, um, if they're doing charity work, you know, coming, coming together, yep. which is awesome. But then uh, inevitably what happens after they get that initial push, like you said, it just kind of, it just kind of slows down. Yeah. And I mean, that's, no one should take that personally. Like, I mean, and it's really hard to say and not do. I mean, I took it, I'll say I took it personally. Like it was like, I got this push and I'm like, it's good times are going to keep on rolling. And they, they obviously don't. And it's one of those things, a mindset that you have to to get used to. And, you know, I, I wish we almost, we as the collective 
Lego community almost came with a warning. Hey, we're going to get you there. We're we're going to, you know, really jump on, but things will slow down. <laughs> so so don't don't worry is kind of the, the warning that should come with it. Don't worry when things slow down. This initial surge is it's great. Enjoy it. Love it. You know, getting affiliate, it still should be a big deal because it's a lot of work um, and it has fun perks that, uh, you know, you, the fact that you get emotes and you get bits and you can do all those fun things with with it. So affiliate getting it is great. And the fact that we can help fellow communities get it quicker is a great thing. But we we do almost need to come with that uh, that warning of, you know, that that viewership number will probably slow down. So don't don't let it bug you. Like <laughs> enjoy that surge to to help and then fall back down to earth. I think it was what Scotty Rotten said. And that's kind of what it is. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's part of the whole whole thing. And you just have to enjoy it and keep going. I think I think that was that's really valuable. Uh you you, you point that out and it's so unlike any other group, I think, on Twitch that we're so quickly willing to help each other. Uh, I, I see it. I see it as a very because you said, you know, you said something really great about like maybe we need to have a warning with this community, right? I don't. I don't disagree there. I actually think that's that's really interesting. I I, I think that could take someone by surprise very easily when they see all the support they see all these new people show up they're like great like is this is how it's gonna be you kind of have this expectation in your head about this is how it's probably gonna go forward and maybe in some cases that that happens more often than not it really doesn't and and i'm not really sure how to address that in in that uh you know maybe the warning is good like you, like you said, it's good to have a warning. Maybe, maybe it's like a, I think it's a hard lesson for a lot of new creators because they, they, they then learn that this is not the reality of streaming, right? You said you see some dips or you see, you see that number kind of go down. Well, I would, I, I would ask you, Disco, is what would you say? I mean, you, you already had some wonderful insight on that, you know, like, what would you tell someone who's really struggling and they're like, man, should I, should I stop? You know, what, what, what do I do if I see all, just a, a big dip once I've started? I, I would never tell someone to stop. Um, I think the great thing about Twitch is there are so many different ways to individualize yourself. Um, and so I would just keep encouraging like, yes, those, those numbers, they may dip, they may pick up, they may dip, but just power through, you know, I'll say what every other person probably on here is that when asked that question, ignore the numbers. It's easier said than done. <laughs> you know, we all, we all look at them. I say, ignore it. And I look at them. Um, but it's more just accepting that ebb and flow with those numbers and don't, don't let it get you down. Um, just keep powering through, keep, trying new things if the numbers aren't there spice things up somehow whether it's try trivia like i did that's basically why trivia happened for me is was well everyone's doing lego how can i differentiate myself and that's what led to, to my trivia and i think that's helped i mean try D, &D uh do a hyena plus and go that 
D100 route or obviously don't copy people directly. I'm not encouraging you to copy any one person, but just think think outside of the box a little bit and, you know, do a... If it was this easy, I would be doing a lot more of these things. So I'm not, I can't come up with ideas that quickly for people. But that's what it is. Just experiment, which is all about experimentation, I think. And just yeah. growing, chat with your community, find out what other interests engage them and see if uh, something you could do, something you could pick up on, cross-stitching, uh, games. Obviously, Twitch is a big part of gaming culture is Twitch. So, you know, maybe spice it up with a game, a retro right. game. Bring out right. your old NES and figure a way of hooking that up and streaming Super Mario Bros or something like that. Um, I don't know. I would just encourage them, keep trying. Don't right. give up. And, you know, something something will hit. Something will stick. Um, and enjoy the community that you have. Like, one-on-one -on -one conversations are great, especially if you have it. I mean, I have a fantastic community that chat is always kind of flowing i've been in other streams that are much bigger than me and chat's very stale and there's nothing wrong with that by any means i mean i love lurkers as well um so i just you just have to find what works for you and what works for your community to keep at it is the ultimate answer that's a great that's a great answer there's a lot of great um comments in chat talking about you know, finding ways to differentiate yourself, which is what you hit on as you were talking about it. Uh, a lot of people saying, you know, people will stay more engaged on your stream if you're you're genuinely enjoying what you're doing, uh, you know, mixing in your interests that you have. You know, AZ Panoy, as an example, started incorporating Gundam, which is which is fascinating because, you know, along with him and uh, other people like uh, Jang started doing that, Panfriend Mudo. And then it just kind of proliferated into like some people also do Gundam now. Uh, uh, Scotty Rotten in the chat jokingly said, don't do Lego, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And I think there's some truth to that within the context of the brick building community. I think what what is really fascinating here is a case study of, of, of brick buildings community on Twitch. Uh, it's kind of what I, I call it a microcosm of, of Twitch in general, or if you look at Twitch as a whole. It's the same thing, right? Uh, on a on a more global scale, you see literally millions or hundreds of thousands of people streaming games, and there are of those hundreds of thousands of people to millions of people, ninety over ninety percent of them will never see more than that average of three to five people, and that's because they're all playing games, they're all doing the same thing. And even though we jokingly said, just don't do Lego if you're in the Lego community, find other things to do. There is some, there is some truth to that. Uh, and Scott, Scotty is being clear. He wasn't joking at all. He stopped building. That's also fair. That's also fair. I think there's two components to this. And this is my, my, my opinion, my perspective. I could be completely wrong. Even if you are a Lego builder and you're in the community and you are finding that you're not really standing out. I do think it's good to have other things that you're interested in, yeah. whether it's trivia like you, whether it's, you know, doing role playing or some D100 like Hyena Plus, like you mentioned, or sprinkle, sprinkling in games, things like that. I think what really, really matters is not just that. I think that's that's a step in the right direction. 
like doing things that are important to you. But the second thing is really identifying the things about you that are compelling and interesting and that does make you stand out, right? Whether it is a love, like it's not just a love for these other things. I think that's part of it. I think there's love for these other things that you can do, whether it's being a just chatting streamer specifically or being a trivia person or running a podcast like me. Like that's one component. But then it's the other. Once people show up to your stream, regardless of what it is, whether you're playing it, like that's step one. People find your stream based on the category or being rated by someone who's generally streaming the same thing you're streaming. That's the foot in the door. It's the what's what's the thing that gets them to sit down and uh, have a seat on your couch and hang out at your house party, right? Like, what is what is that thing? And I think that's the other part that is really important. That's the part, even, even if people try these other things, I think that's part of the thing that other uh, streamers are, aren't really thinking about. Like, okay, cool. Now I'm doing something different. But how how am how am I compelling to watch and or listen to or what's going to be like this person's going to come back? You know, they're, they're going to come back because they enjoy you disco duck as a streamer. Part of that is uh, your your personality. I'd say a large part of it is your personality, but two, uh, your ability to engage in how you engage them uh, and what what makes you different than the next person who's doing uh, it doesn't matter, you know, the uh, next person who's doing Lego, next person who's doing trivia or the next person who's, who's filming a podcast live, like, how are you compelling? And I, I, I dare say, I think, I, I don't think enough people think about that. And that's the part. That's, yeah, that's the part that makes it difficult on, on content creators. Yeah. You're definitely you hit the nail on the head for a, you know, very cliche comment, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very much, you know, your personality, you know, as Zach is commenting, how drastically handsome you are. I mean, all of these things play a role. I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. That definitely plays some level of role, just like anything, but um, it's your personality, how you engage with chat, you know, showing compassion when you need to, you know, if someone's having a down day in your chat, are you able to engage with them and, you know, lift their spirits if they need lifting or, you know, have a heart to heart with them through chat, through your engagement with them? That's obviously going to bring people back, you know, how personable you are in general, um, you know, how self-deprecating you are. Is that the right word? How how you how much you can make fun of yourself? I'm trying to be Canadian and, you know, right. feel that I can make fun of myself and... <laughs> how how witty you are how so how much fun you can be and just showing yeah that personality that uh all of those fun things i'm i'm really curious and this is something i've been meaning to ask folks more on on the show but what for you when you when you go into a twitch stream what 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 makes a good stream for you what makes you stick around i think it's got you know I, I say I have two personalities as a viewer. Um, so when I'm in lurk mode, what makes me come back is how they engage with with chat and, you know, how much fun they're having, how much fun chat's having that as an entertainment value. Because when I'm lurking, that's what I'm looking for is entertainment. Um, I don't want to 
engage at that time. I'm looking purely for entertain me, show me a movie, you know, the good dialogue, the good plot, whatever, you know, that's what I'm looking for as, as kind of a lurker or a passive Twitch viewer. Um, and then there's the other side where I'll jump into a channel and, you know, I'll be looking for engagement. And, you know, obviously when I'm in those moods, I need that, that feedback, that, feedback mechanism, you know, whether I just throw a quick one-liner in there about something, if the streamer, you know, glosses over that, I am less likely to come back. Now, that's obviously, you, at, from the other side, as a streamer, you can't engage all the time with one-liners, but, you know, that's what, for me as a viewer, if I hop into your stream and I'm looking for some engagement and I give, you know, a quick one-liner or something like that, if the streamer engages back with me. I'm more likely to stick around and watch and engage more with with how things things happen. So um, ultimately, yeah, I think it's just engage with your chat as much as possible, and that'll come back. And I should say that engage with your chat positively. Um, you know, right. if someone's having a bad day in your chat, don't don't pile on. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, some even if you want to, sometimes you just want to because, right. you know, you know that they're showboating or they're, you know, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to engage, but, you know, you have to just yeah. turn that around. Put a positive spin on it, whatever way you can to make their day brighter because your lurkers will pick up on that. They'll be like, oh. They're trying to make a positive out of something instead of, you know, just piling on a negative and yeah, making a toxic environment. And you never know who's watching or what type of mood someone else is in. So I would say just positive. Yeah, I I completely agree. I believe that, um, you know, uh, one one of the aspects of of how I approach streaming and, and, and content creation is like, there's, there's enough, there's enough crap out there. There's enough trolls. There's enough negative, like negative comments, whatever. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I've scrolled through YouTube comments. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that make it really difficult. I I would say for most people to engage online, right? Like where, where, you see just a lot of people trolling or you see a lot of crap going on. You may, you, you may, you may feel compelled to just turn it off. Right. And so, uh, I like what you're saying there, like positively, not just engage, but try to positively engage. Uh, and I, I think the brick building community is really good for that to, as, as a quick aside, I think as, as a whole people involved in the brick community are generally positive and supportive of, of, uh, the community, uh, each other, as well as as people who are in in their chats, uh, you know, I, I think that's some really great perspective that you have as someone who has been a member of Twitch and the brick building community and who's been doing this for a while. What do you find to be the most challenging thing about being a streamer and creator? coming on someone's show and being put on the spot to find an answer. No, um, <laughs> I think the, the most challenging thing probably is still that a um, little bit of anxiety that still builds up and, and fighting through that. And 
I would say eight out of 10 streams. There's still a little person on my shoulder, you know, chirping at me going, do you really want to push that go live button tonight? Like you could just go put your head on a pillow and watch law and order reruns for the 10th time or something like that. Um, but there's that little bit of anxiety and it's fighting through that. Um, I think it, it helps you grow as a streamer. Um, it helps you grow as a person and you just have to, to continue at that and, you know, whatever, flick that little nag off your shoulder. If it's, it's getting at you and press the go live button and, and keep at it. I think that's the hardest thing, you know, Monday streams. I find I, I stream Mondays at whatever, eight o'clock or something like that. Yeah. It's eight o'clock. Um, and I find often that's the stream that I'm like, do I really want to get out of bed to do this? And, you know, it's just I'm lying in bed after putting my son to bed and reading him a bedtime story. And it's like, do I really want to do that? And, you know, some days it's a chore and you just have to keep doing it. I think that's the thing I find hardest as a streamer is sticking with that consistency, even on days that you're like down in the dumps a little. And as soon as you press go, it's usually good. Like there's usually two or three people on there and you're just chatting and you're not even complaining about how you didn't feel like doing it. You're just into your regular routine and, you know, you've got a smile back on your face and I know I'm putting smiles on other people's faces and that's kind of what keeps me going, but it's hard to do sometimes. I think that is very relatable. A lot of us often feel that way. Do you have any personal tricks or or ways that you overcome that is there anything that helps you stay motivated to hit that start streaming button even if you don't feel like it at the time i think it's just trying to remember that the feeling you had last time and and just you know hold on to that and that's all i can say uh, that's worked for me it's you know it's remembering oh yeah i didn't feel like doing this last monday but i did it and i felt great after that stream um, you know, those, those chatters, those viewers, you know, really lifted my spirits and it's holding on to that going, I want that to happen again this week. So let's give it another go and just keep at it. And so that's what I keep doing is remembering, you know, it wasn't a chore at the end of the day, it was a positive. And so, you know, even if you feel like it's a chore that one day, push through, do it because it won't be a chore. It's not a chore. I, I keep saying it like it it's a chore to, to stream and it's not. It's, you know, the highlight of my weeks are, are streaming days now and engaging with actual like-minded folks and not colleagues because that's what you have other times um, is, you know, you've got your work friends and they're great right. too, but they're not, uh, they're not Twitch. And there's something to be said about Twitch folk. They're fun. They laugh at my jokes a lot more than my family does. So, <laughs> I wonder what brings on those feelings for you of anxiety, or maybe it does feel like a chore, or what for you seems to fuel those feelings when you initially think about, uh, you know, using your example of laying down. Maybe I really just want to watch some Law and Order or hang out instead of stream. What, what kind of drives those feelings? I don't know if I have one thing that would drive that. I mean, there's always that gut feeling that 
you know, no one's going to show up. This is going to be the stream that no one's going to come. And that, that dread there is kind of there. I mean, streaming is that we look for that instant gratification kind of like it's, it's very much a, that's why we're pressing live. We're looking for someone to engage with. And there's that dread, that fear that today's going to be the day that it dips further. <laughs> it, it goes from whatever it was to, to no one and no one's going to show up. And I've had those days. I've had definitely had those Monday streams where I press live. You know, you do your five, 10 minute intro. No one's there and you're twiddling your thumbs and you're like, okay, that was the 10 minute intro. We're going to go live anyways and power through. And, you know, I've talked to myself for, for an hour uh, and that's when someone comes in and, you know, that dread of that hour happening again is what fuels the like, do I really want to do this? And you have to get through that, I think, because at least for me, I find as soon as that, whatever, that hour, as soon as those, as soon as my community starts coming, it's all good. Like, it's great again. Like, and so, yeah, every once in a while you have those nights that are what it are, is what it is. I don't know. Yes. You, you struggle through that little bit. And so I think it's that fear that, you're, you know, every night's going to be that night. And it's like, well, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> but it's not. I think uh, it gets there. It gets better. Yeah, it's it's tough. And so that's kind of what fuels that anxiety, I think. That's completely fair. And I think that is something that still plagues a lot of creators. I think a very large percentage of them, right? And even I can't speak for for most people, but even even moments where I feel like I'm in a good groove where I'll have a string of streams where things will, will be just fine. I still worry about that. I still get concerned that will anyone show up? Will anyone will I be talking to myself for the next couple hours? Is that is that is that going to happen? And I think what you described is perfectly normal. I think I think a lot of us suffer with that anxiety or to a degree some form of concern or that that thought right in the off chance that no one shows up or maybe you have lurkers but like no one's talking at all and then you start worrying about imposter syndrome and you're like should i be doing should i even be doing this it's it's, it's definitely some heavy scary stuff to have to deal with and and i i think I think that's absolutely normal. I don't think enough enough streamers and creators even talk about this specific aspect of it, but but thank you for 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 pointing that out. I mean, I almost I don't want to say we shouldn't all have to go through that, but I think that's something that will help content creators in general. If you can go through that anxiety, get over that not over it, but but work through that. Um, anxiety and continue to work through that anxiety on a week by week, day by day, week by week basis, you know, get used to there's going to be that stream where, yeah, no one shows up for an hour or they're all lurking for an hour. And that's the other aspect that you touched on that I glossed over was, yeah, your community could be there and they could just be busy doing other things and they're doing the Twitch thing and lurking. And that's, that's great. 
Um, but obviously for someone with the anxiety of no one's there, that's, that's hard to, to do. And I think that's something that we all want should work through because it's going to happen and it's almost better to start learning how you're going to cope with it. Cause that's, what's going to keep you going. Cause if you can't at the end of the day, if you can't cope with it once, twice, three times, there's a good chance streaming isn't for you. Cause you're not, you're now not getting the benefit out of streaming. The benefit is that engagement, that community, that, enjoyment and if you're not getting any enjoyment out of it because you can't push past that that anxiety you're just making your life harder and and that's a sad reality to say to some people and i have never said that to anyone and i would never probably say that i would just encourage them to to work through but as a personal thing i guess you have to look in at some point and say is this for me is the anxiety too much it might be, and that's fine. So when you can work through it, I think that's what I guess I'm saying. Like, if you haven't had that adversary, then, you know, when you do get it, because I'll be a realist, it's bound to happen at some point. You, I, It's hard to take that and be a shock. And so I think it's kind of the evolution of a streamer is you almost do need to work through that. Yeah, that's that. that's completely fair. I think that especially if you're not used to doing it or if you're not used to, I mean, like you said, it, it, I, I don't wish that upon people, but I, I definitely think there's, there's an aspect of like, how do I cope with this? How do I overcome this? Because some people say, you know, Oh, I get my energy from chat. It happens. It's true. That that's true. But you can't wait for chat <laughs> to give you that energy. If no one's there, because often they only key off of you as the streamer and you're, and your uh disposition right and and if you're if you're there waiting to get energy from chat but there's nothing coming i got news it's going to be very difficult to get through a stream because you it's it's really the onus is on you as a as a creator to come with that energy first because then chat will will come along they'll come along for the ride and then you can you you can feed each other that energy but it, you can't just Show, it, it, this goes back to your example where you're saying when you first started like i showed up and it was like come watch me everyone's gonna show up and like it's the same deal where it's like i'm only going to engage unless chat is already super hyped you can't expect that you can't expect that hype because you is as you know uh, as terrific as terrific said in chat you've got to be the spark that yeah. uh sets people up to come in and be excited or at least engaged right you know i mean even as someone like i consider myself and many people do as as a very chill relaxed streamer with my slow cadence of talk and 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 low voice but like i still have to have energy and things to talk about and finding that personally when I when I figured out how to do that as someone who is considered uh very relaxed I, I'm you know people don't consider me low energy they consider me just chill and relaxed but there's still hopefully and ideally enthusiasm there right and showing that there's still despite my my personality and disposition that there's still something to latch on to and I I think I think that's the hard part for a lot of a lot of streamers, especially when they're starting out, is they're they're finding that 
how am I supposed to talk to chat if no one in chat is talking to me? Right. <laughs> and yeah, so no, it's definitely that vicious cycle is, is there. And yeah, you hear that a lot and it's, yeah, you have to sh basically, you have to bring the spark or show your passion. And that's why, you know, you want to pick something that you enjoy doing. And that's where I'll go back to what I was recommending when, you know, looking to get into it, find other things that you are passionate about. You know, if, if Lego to help differentiate yourself, you want to show more of your passion, show more of that personality, find things that you're passionate about, talk about things that you're passionate about. And that comes across and people will, will eventually pick up on that or the right people will come in that will pick up on that. I mean, um, and so you just have to keep showing that per personality, the passion, the spark, as you will, um, to, to make it work. And, you know, you may not get it on your first swing. Your, your first passion may not be what someone's into. And so you just have to, you know, keep working at it, show some other passions. If you really want to keep doing Twitch, um, you know, if your passion's picking up dog poop, no one's gonna, no one's gonna listen to you pick up dog poop or or or, or share passion about that. Maybe they will now that I think about it a little more. But, but that was but that, that was a hell of an example, Disco. I'm just saying that was I did not expect it to go there, but I appreciate. it. I looked out of the corner of my eye at my window and I'm like, oh yeah, there's dog poop outside that needs to get picked up. So I was like, that's uh, that's uh, a terrible uh. thing that no one wants to talk about. But just you know, showing that passion, showing your personality off. That's what you have to do. And it's hard to do to a crowd of zero. But again, don't think of it as a crowd of zero. Think of it as a crowd of 100 lurkers that are just looking for where they want to rest their head while they're doing other things. Listen in while they're working, all of those things. So just keep showing that personality, that passion. We touched on talking about streaming things that interest you or things that you're passionate about as well as getting through some of that initial anxiety or that even that repetitive anxiety you may have trying to go into a stream and kind of coping with being able to to get through that or, or coping with no one to talk to is there anything that you would have told a disco duck who was early in his, in his streaming career uh, other than those things uh, is, is there any particular bit of advice that you would have given yourself or people like you getting into streaming i don't think so i mean the biggest things i think that i would have told myself that i needed to know back in those poker days was you know continue to show that personality off you know don't just necessarily talk about the activity in front of you because that's what people tell you to do. I think that's one of the things people tell you to do is really talk about the activity. You know, the nice thing about poker, Lego building, those types of activities was if you talk about uh, the poker hand you're in or the little part that you're, you're building, that's an easy first step, but it's, it's going beyond that. It is. And still to this day, I'm trying to remind myself to, to bring, more personality more family more what are you doing outside of streaming like share share your life really that's that's what you almost need to do and i mean there's a fine line there especially in the scary age of the internet uh there's a fine line on what to share and what not to share 
but it's really that's what i think other people in chat want and i'm obviously speaking for billions of people and that's not always the case but as as a general kind of rule at least to my understanding is people want to know who's in front of them they're there to learn more about they're here to learn more about me they want to you know what what do i do outside of here you know what did i do for that walk at the park what did where did my family go on vacation i mean that was one of the things that the community was you know asking and that's what we're asking of other people you know all those guys down at gen con one of the things is you know share more photos tell tell that story of what it's like out outside of the little lego building box that you're you're in and that's what i probably would have told myself back then is start sharing some of that stuff earlier um but as i mentioned there there is a fine line and so you know i think i think that's absolutely uh, a, a wonderful tip because you know when people really gravitate towards a streamer ideally it is it's often because of those those things that help them relate to you as a creator right whether it's it, and like you said be careful definitely be careful about what you share and what you're willing to put out there because the internet is a crazy place but having those details that you're comfortable sharing and are relatable, right? Like I'm a dad or I'm a husband. Sure. That's yeah. great. Uh, I told a story today. You were there. I told a story about how I had to like, I redid my whole kitchen, my whole kitchen sink and the whole story that went into that. But a lot of people found that relatable talking about home repair and stuff like that. It's very true. And I, I, I know what you're saying when you, when uh, you, you referenced the, you know, Talk about what you're doing. That is a thing that I think a lot of people do hear that as initial advice. I think, and like you said, I think that's step one. If you're finding trouble actually saying things during the stream, it doesn't hurt to kind of reference what's going on in that moment, whether you're playing a game or you're doing something. Step two is how do I get from that? To telling a, a stupid story about how my kitchen just cost me a couple thousand dollars more than I expected it to or or whatever. Right. It, it's it's certainly uh, and this is the stuff that people don't think about when they first turn on the stream and they're like streaming's easy. Right. How hard can it be? <laughs> but it's it's really understanding how are you going to relate to your chat? How are you going to give them ways to connect to you? as a as a a person not just uh you know pair hands on screen putting putting some bricks together or whatever it looks like yeah and i mean i think that's one of the things that i separates people in our community uh a little uh how do i word this there are certain people in our community that are much much better at that aspect than others like Obviously, there are people that are more personable than than others, more engaging, sharing those stories. It comes more naturally, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. There are people that have that natural talent. And then, you know, there's people like me that are don't have that natural talent. I, I struggle with talking about my personal life on stream and, and knowing where those boundaries are and, you know, even the other night I was chatting with Lego Wiz in April afterwards and I let my son's name slip and I was like, oh, whoops. 
And then I'm like, eh, it doesn't real that doesn't really matter at the end of the day, that one. But it's it's those things that I, sometimes I tread on too careful and don't share details because I'm trying to be too careful. And for some people, that's just an easy thing. They know exactly where that line is. They're very good at knowing where that, you know, that line is. And others we we fight through it and that's me i'm a, a fighter i'm gonna fight through it i'm gonna try to share more of my personal life my details what i do when i do my home renovations and knock a wall down and something like that because that it it does resonate with people and i mean those are things that you know i wouldn't have thought of as a story like to, to tell you know that we're knocking down this wall in our kitchen and we got whatever. Those, those stories, they do resonate with people and it does foster more engagement. And so I'm trying to push through that. And Definitely. I, I you know, and, and to share a little bit about my early days, my early days in streaming were very, very, I drew a very hard line on what I was willing to share about my personal life. Uh, I didn't talk about, my job. I didn't talk about my wife and kiddos. You know, I found other things to talk about. I told, I found other stories to tell, but early, early on in the first, gosh, even years of my streaming career, I made a very careful point to draw a line and say, yep. I'm not going to talk about these things. And I think it's really, it, it's really down to the streamer and the content creator of what they're comfortable sharing. In my case, as the years went on, I became more comfortable sharing certain aspects of my personal life. Uh, again, like you said, being careful to to still have some some lines drawn and some boundaries made. But yeah, I start talking about my wife more. I start talking about my kids more. I start talking about the fact, yeah, I actually make video games. But it was one of those things that it, it certainly completely dependent on how comfortable you are sharing those details uh but the bonus of that is you have something really easy to draw from to create relatable moments and connections with your chat right so have you know staying staying as anonymous as you are comfortable with definitely i think the point is really finding things that you can talk about that you can relate relate uh, be relatable to right so if you don't want to talk about those personal stories definitely don't but certainly like uh you could talk about your opinions on things whether it's uh you know the latest netflix show that you're binging that's a safe topic generally stuff like that so <laughs> right and and it's 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 think it's really thinking about those things it's more about creating opportunities for people to go, yeah, I feel that way, you know, about this thing yeah. or not. And then just having conversation about where you agree or disagree or engage people, people are more willing to engage. And I think that's, that's where a lot of content creators and brand new streamers are struggling is they don't know how to create those moments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, one of the things that you you kind of mentioned there and you did was even, you know, if you're sharing the latest, talking about the latest Netflix show, it's more not necessarily telling them what happened in the show, but how that show made you feel or what aspect of that show you enjoyed or didn't enjoy. And it, again, it gets down to the, that personal 
your feelings, your likes and dislikes about the show itself and not necessarily just the show, but again, how it made you feel. And that's what I feel engages people. And that's what I gravitate to as a viewer is when people are sharing their personal opinions, whether I agree with them or not, that's what I would gravitate to and then say, Oh no, I disagree with you. Or yeah, I totally agree with you. And that's going to bring out that engagement one way or the other. You know, you've spent a lot of, of time in, in the Lego community over, over the last year and more, meaning you've, you've seen its evolution, even in that short amount of time since you started, do you have any thoughts on how it's changed in that time or, or, or feelings about kind of where, uh, where it's ended up at this point over time? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've seen it kind of, I would say, explode uh, is probably the correct word. Um, I've kind of seen it. I wouldn't say necessarily from the beginning. I'm not a OG, April level OG or set with bricks or brick and neck. Uh, those OGs definitely existed long before I popped on. But I mean, I would say I started shortly after Zach got his big push and and saw it start to expand from there you know the big local taking off has been a great thing amish taking off um so i would say that i've gone all the way back to that and yeah it's definitely definitely really expanded um and then contracted a little bit you know i think that's one of the things with our community is it expands and then shrinks a little bit as you know some people decide that it's definitely not for them or or they do go off somewhere else they're like yeah i really like streaming but i'm gonna go off into whatever game they go off to or what other uh, other activity and that's great uh they found it they've done it and i think we're kind of still in that that zone where we're i would say we're sh almost shrinking a little bit at least from what i'm seeing lots of new people come on but i don't know if there are as many consistent streamers as say six months ago a year ago uh even like that's kind of where that height kind of was i think i i'll, I'll use when i left as kind of where i think things almost were at its highest point I mean, I, I'd say that's when you probably started Lego was about a year ago. Um, and that that's kind of where I was. I think Lego, the Lego community really was probably at its widest, possibly, maybe shortly after that. Um, and then, you know, a few people have fallen off and then a few more have grown and a few have fallen off. And I think that's just where we're at with that, you know, that breathing life cycle, as you will, if you picture a lung or whatever. Um and and I think where we are is sustainable. Um, I don't know if the Lego community is sustainable at a much bigger core group. I mean, there's always going to be your bigger streamers, Amish, local, Zach. Like, they're, those are some fairly big names. And there are always going to be some big names. And then there's always going to be your, your really smaller communities um but at some point yeah attrition's going to be there like we are as a lego community only going to be able to support so many people especially if you look at it from a monetary side of things right like i like i try to keep monetary out of it because that's not really my point but if that is your point 
that's even harder to, to work in the Lego community. Um, you know, viewership's one thing. Viewership and subscriptions and bits are a whole other a whole other level that again I try not to to get into too much because it is what it is for me. But I mean if you're trying to look for that, that's a whole other <laughs> level of uh community that you've got to work through. And I don't know if the Lego community has more in it, I guess it's the way like we, we do all, a lot with very few people. If you think about it, especially if you look at it in the grand scheme of Twitch, like throwing things over to, to charity streams, like we as a community do a ton. I really wanted to swear there for emphasis, but I held back, but we do a ton as, um, a community for charities and stuff and as small as we are it's so impressive and i've gone in a huge yeah. circle pointed no. the topic somewhere else but that's no I think you're, we're you're... i'll just go back is <laughs> i think as a community we are almost at a tipping point i think we're we're pretty we are very full is what i would say and it's gonna get much harder for for new people. I mean, in it's just I think reality where we're at, new people are going to to struggle harder, not saying they're not going to make it. I mean, um not discouraging people because I will always get behind a new streamer and help them out wherever I can, raid new streamers, support new streamers, all of that. I'm there for it. I just think it's going to be much much tougher. Yeah. So. That's fair. I think I think that's a pretty accurate take on on how the commu the community is is shaping up. I think what's really interesting is in using using my comment from earlier that the brick building community is is a is a reflection of the greater Twitch uh community as a whole where when you look at Twitch uh, holistically you see there's a list of names that people are very very familiar with right but then there are a lot more people who can't get more than three to five people watching their stream and that makes up the majority of twitch right the majority of twitch are people who will never even break five viewers or three and i think as What's interesting about brick building, if we're just to look at that, is we're seeing more and more growth from the streamer side. There's, there's, there is definitely more streamers streaming Lego than there have been before. I mean, regardless of people coming and going. But the fact of the matter is now you're starting to see a handful of names pop up more often than not. And that's where a lot of the views end up going over time and make makes it harder to break into the category not unlike i mean we're not we're not sitting at a level of like hey i want to be a Fortnite streamer <laughs> good luck right but we're starting to get like you said we're kind of hitting that tipping point where now we're starting to see we're starting to see streamers join the community they're streaming and maybe they'll get that little bump because the, the brick building community is still small enough but they're going to get to that point where maybe they're not going to see more than more than an average viewership 
of less than, uh, of, you know, they're not going to break 10. And so on a regular basis. And that that's certainly something that I would say six months ago where I felt I felt like that's where it was heading and we're starting to see that now. I guess I guess the question that I have for you is how does that impact how you how you look at at brick building as as a form of content? To me, it doesn't affect it at all. I'm I'm comfortable going at this with wherever my community kind of takes me. Um, so I'm going brick building will always be a part of my community, I think. Um, I'll stick with it. You know, I'm I've come to enjoy. That's why I started doing it in the first place was to to build bricks on stream and talk about that and share that passion and find more passion behind it. So it'll always be there for me. Um, you know, if my numbers shrink a little bit because more people are here and, you know, we get a little wider and spread out, that's fine. I'm not going to change that aspect. I'm not going to. I'm not packing up and running, I guess, is what I ultimately am saying. Like, yeah, I won't say I won't experiment in other ways, because I do think that is a big part of it is experimenting. And if as a community, we want to bring in new viewers, we have to experiment in general. Like, you got to we want more people to watch brick building. We got to go out and get them. Go play Fortnite. Get get those. No, don't play Fortnite, but find other games. Find other games to play. <laughs> I was just throwing the game that off yeah, I got your you. head. I'm all for that. I like, don't don't play Fortnite, but <laughs> go 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 play Oxygen not included and bring there those people in. <laughs> I I've brought I think I brought as many people as I could from over there. But yes, that is a really good point. And actually I really love that you said that. It's it's that it's that ability to pivot. And what's so funny is is on on my special crossover with Zach M. Rutledge, uh, we we uncovered uh a lot of uh, things that drive my personal uh motivation and 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 the journey that I've had on Twitch. And uh really one of the things that came out of telling my story and the thing that I really am trying to move to the forefront of my message is like being being uh, open and not afraid to do do things differently than you're really comfortable with doing and really forcing yourself to try other things whether it is just doing other categories or other games or whatever but more so uh just even exploring aspects within within what you're doing that can really kind of change the perspective of your content right whether it's trying out something uh new with with how you you do your builds or maybe you take on mocking for a little while to see how you like that uh it's it's just it's i i feel like if you're getting too comfortable doing what you're doing in content creation or anything you're not you're less you're growing less right you're not you're not really growing if you're not forcing yourself to be uncomfortable actually right that's that's part of how this show came to be and that's actually how there's always little changes when we do this shows there's little things that i've been you know whether it's in the guests that we bring on or in how we address it or just uh you know me me streaming random random things from time to time but definitely uh, i think i think you're absolutely you absolutely hit a good point in terms of like hey like if you want to grow if you want to grow brick building try other things try try to do other things 
explore a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that for sure. And again, this is all, this is all in my opinion with the caveat of as long as you're happy, as long as you're doing things that you're interested in, as long as you're passionate, if you, all you want to do is build bricks, that's also fine. (laughs) But how can you explore within that world? Yeah. And yeah, obviously it doesn't necessarily have to mean you have to change from brick building to playing Fortnite. You just experiment within brick building, like you said, mocking, whatever, sorting bricks, doing the Lego news. Like who knew doing the Lego news would on Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays would be as popular as it is. And I mean, that's different i mean doing podcasts who knew you would get i don't even know what your viewer count is i'm not paying any attention i'm a good person, i'm not looking good job if it's more if <laughs> but, it's more than five shout out to you who are here i was gonna say if it's less than one that might be bad because yeah. if i'm not at least watching myself talk to you then you might be in trouble here <laughs> but just doing something new putting that spin on whatever lego building or brick building or yeah whatever does help doing more of these conversations hagar's doing a chats on saturday nights and that's how one of the ways he's kind of branching out and doing you know some co-op streams that's a great way to to differentiate yourself and you know all those things count all those things work they're great experimenting people you know you you mentioned co-streaming and and talking to other streams if you if you had the ability to collaborate with anyone on Twitch, who would you do that with? Other than what I'm doing right now? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, collaboration for me is actually pretty, pretty new thing. That was a scare. That's been a scary thing for me because, you know, up till now, and I was telling you kind of, again, at the beginning of, uh, before we started, um, you know, there, there's that pre-planning, that anxiety, you know, when I'm doing it by myself, I'm in full control. And when you start doing co-streams, as much as you may be in full control if you're running the show, uh, you're not because you have someone else there with with you. And, you know, that person matters. It's not like you could just hit off and be done with it. And it's like, there's going to be some dialogue that happens afterwards going, what the heck? Why did you hit off? Or what was wrong with the chemistry? Or even just the chemistry in general, you, you have to worry about. So co-streaming to me in general has always been a, a very scary thing. And I would say in the last two weeks, month even, uh, it's really picked up for me. Um, and I've been doing a lot more of it. I mean, I was on with Hagar a little while ago, April, Lego Wiz, uh, myself and Super are doing Bricks and Brews now on Wednesdays, every other Wednesday, I should say. And that's been going great, obviously, on with you. So co-streaming in general has been fantastic. I'm happy that I'm doing it all. I wouldn't say there's one person out there that, you know, that's the person I want to get with because I'm happy to do it with everyone. I think it's great having these conversations, whether it's on brick building, whether it's on nothing at all. I mean, so I I would just encourage it. If you are not co-streaming with someone or at least chatting with fellow streamers off stream, it's worthwhile doing. Like, again, it doesn't have to be on stream, but go chat with your fellow streamers off stream. If you get an opportunity, reach out to someone and, and chat with them about this. I mean, chatting with you and watching other people chat with you have been some of the most 
informational sessions, conversations that I've listened into or now been part of that I think you pick up on things, knowledge. I've learned so much to change my stream after some of these that I think you can do it off stream as well. Because what I guess I'm getting at is just go chat with people and you'll learn a lot. Discord's a great place. I think there are a lot of people out there that are willing to do that. Probably more so off stream. I mean, doing it on stream is a little nerve wracking when you've got whatever people watching you put two feet in your mouth and shove it far down there. But if you do it off stream, you'll still get some of that benefit. Well, thank you for the kind words. First of all, I, I really, I really do appreciate that. So thank you. you you've earned it. Like I said, uh, this podcast i'll call it a podcast i know we're we're live streaming it but this podcast has been very informative since since your first days with amish and uh fred uh probably some of the more info or informational sorry um things that i've learned and just you know getting their perspective on things and going oh yeah they they struggle too or they they've gone through this and this is how they dealt with it oh i could try that and just, you know, usually in an, an episode, I will have one or two or 10 nuggets of information that just resonate and go, huh, I should should try that or do that or think about that at least and see what happens from it. So, I mean, chatting with your fellow streamers is an amazing thing. And so getting to do that here is great. Doing it off stream. Um, is also great. So I would encourage it. Go to yeah, it. No. talk to people. Discord yeah. me. I'll chat with you. There you go. Dis Discord Disco Duck. I'm gonna put the his tag on the screen. I'm just kidding. We're not gonna do that. Mm -hmm. Uh but that said, that, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, thank you for pointing that out. I think uh, some of the most valuable lessons learned from me have always been having this talk with other creators and and having been in the twitch circle for for years i've had a lot of these conversations one-on-one -on -one off stream in a discord call or in a, in a dm you know and and uh you know the the a little behind the scenes like a lot of the fat like a lot of the the motivation and inspiration for this show is those facets that i get of like what inspires a creator what what's the streamer's story which is really kind of the at the forefront of of the goal for the show but then we also get a lot of that perspective and that experience and and uh what those those creators not just encountered but how they coped with it or or how they overcame those challenges or just to celebrate all the all you know all the progress they've made in that time right i mean amish ace is a case study of that in that when he was on the first episode you know he he's definitely grown and exploded since then and it, it's really interesting to see even at that point that frozen point in time of his journey getting his perspective on streaming and uh, you know obviously he, a lot has changed since then since it's been six months actually since i spoke to him seeing seeing that growth and, and i'm sure i'm sure his thoughts 
in a lot of ways have evolved since then and would of course uh would love to have him back as well as other early guests to kind of see where they've been but uh you know you touch on something that's really great is and this is something i don't widely say but is heavily implied <laughs> through the work on this show is finding a support network of fellow creators and streamers that you can share these conversations with uh or even just having a couple friends that are in the space that you can connect with and and not just learn from or teach teach each other but just have someone who identifies with what you're going with and can relate to it what kind of stuff do you have planned for the future of uh of, of disco ducks channel what what's coming uh what kind of things will people see you doing in upcoming months months oh you, you give me way too much credit that i plan months out uh <laughs> i usually plan months out for trivia i can tell you some trivia topics for the next couple of weeks but uh no um things coming for me i mean i'm doing more more uh co-streaming so monday uh, i'm actually switching roles uh for some trivia and i'll be in the hot seat with a few other contestants for some trivia with kazakh princess which i'm looking forward to i have a big 250 follower uh celebration coming up uh next sunday it is it's coming up quick actually uh, so that's, you know, a big thing, celebrating those 250 people that press that follow button and are now part of my community. Um, so, you know, doing a 12-hour stream to kind of celebrate that. And then long-term, one of the things that I do want to get back into uh, is a little more charity-type stuff. Um, I did the charity stream when Ukraine first, the war in Ukraine first came out. We did that raid train. Really enjoyed that um experience and would like to to start to figure out ways to do more of that whether that's every six months whether it's a big thing every year but i do want to start incorporating some more of that into what i have to offer um again whether that's as part of a raid train or a solo project but i think one of the things that is great about twitch is that whole charity aspect and you know, even if even if you raise zero dollars in a charity stream, you've raised awareness, like which I think gets overlooked. I mean, we as a Lego community have been fantastic at raising money towards um, the war in Ukraine. Um, a couple of different streams did that. Maple Creatures, big push for and I'm going to say this wrong, but reproductive rights, I think, is probably the best way of putting what she was raising money towards. Um, Planned was it Planned Parenthood? I believe it was Planned Parenthood off the top of my head. Yes. But, I mean, the fantastic work as a community that we've done towards that. But even if you took all of the money raised, all the awareness that was generated because of that is is crucial as well. And so I want to start doing more more of that. Um, and whether it is just raising money for something or just putting this is a charity for a month and let's talk about this charity and, you know, whether dollars get raised or not, at least put that as a topic to, to bring up um, is something that I would like to do a little more of. So those are kind of the things that I'm looking at working on. Branching out my trivia is something that I really want to focus on. Um, Cause as you mentioned earlier, 
once you get comfortable doing something, you have to you have to switch it up a little bit. And uh, I think my trivia is getting to that part. I'm definitely getting comfortable with it. So I want to bring it up a notch. And so that's something that I'll be looking to do over the next little while as well. So I can't wait to see where you take that. Uh, where can people find you on the Internet? So they can find me at twitch.tv slash disco duck 99, as I believe you have put in chat. Thank you very much. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, uh, disco duck 99. I'm on Instagram, disco duck 99. I'm on TikTok, which I actually owe a big thanks with a <laughs> twisted head <laughs> to, to getting me on TikTok. Uh, that's disco duck 99.tv. Uh, there's some fun stuff over there. It's a little dated because TikTok's a lot of work, but I enjoy it and would like to get more to that. Uh, so yeah, that's where they can find me. It's been it's been a ton of it. Just it's it's been a ton of fun. It's it's been really informative to get to know you. It's it's been just a pleasure to get to chat with you uh, about what we do on Twitch, doing not just content creation, but talking about Lego and and everything else that we've been doing and what we've been getting into. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you for, for being on this, this episode disco It's it's just, it's, it, it was incredible. So, so I want to take the time and thank you for that. I want to thank you for all the support too, for the show and the channel. Uh, you've, you've just been absolutely incredible being, being, uh, uh, an engaged member of, of this community. So th thank you for that. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun and I, can't say enough good words about what this podcast means to to me and hopefully to the general Lego Twitch community because there is so much information that comes out of these and hopefully I've done what other people have done for me. Uh, hopefully there's been something that I've said that you've picked up on or someone out there has picked up on and they've given them something to think about and helps them improve even if it is just picking up dog poop <laughs> with that do you have any further parting words for those that are watching and listening just go out there and have fun guys that's what i'm here for uh hopefully you guys are having fun you know whether it's laughing at my very very bad jokes or you know telling me bad jokes or whatever go have fun enjoy life Enjoy Twitch life. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs>